This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legend Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freak. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. As you can see, I am not Mike Freeland because I am on time. We have two special guests. To close it out, we've got the closer, Joey Martinez, taking on Bro Keller. Yes, they made it through the finals. And now, man, this is going to be a great interview. I've known this man for many years. We ran in the same circles. Well, I don't run very often, but you know what I mean. And let's bring him in right now. The closer, Joey Martinez. What's happening, brother? What's going on, man? Long time no see. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, just getting by, man. Just getting by. Getting by. Man, you got you to you be getting ready. For tomorrow. Always. Tomorrow. Always. You got to close that deal. You already know, man. Man. So, what's going on? How have you been doing? And, man, PPW, tomorrow night, the wait is over. Is the gold coming home? We're going to find out. Spoiler alert, it's coming home with me. Let's get that. Um, but as far as how things have been going, I mean, just – Navigating the pandemic just like everybody else, just uh, you know, training, preparing, and just staying ready for any opportunity that would present itself. And uh, it so happens that the PPW Championship opportunity presented itself, and uh, I took full advantage. And here I am in the finals, getting ready to uh, defeat Bro Keller tomorrow night. So, ooh, man, just the just to give a little people a little history, man. You and I, we we ran in the same circles for a little bit. You know, ten years ago, wow, it's been a, it's been that long. Oh, I feel old. You just saying that, man? Yeah, and uh, you and I, you know, we're, we were talking after the aerial, PPW's aerial assault, and you know, we were doing a little catching up, and it's kind of like, you know, I was asking about this one, and you're like, oh, he's doing this, and asking about this guy, oh, he's doing that. It's kind of like, man, it's it, it's so you're almost down to the last person, you're the last man standing. It's the way it goes, man. <laughs> Such is life. So, life. So, Joey, man, why don't you tell everybody what got you into professional wrestling? You know, was it something that you know you sit and watch with the family? You know, flipping through the channels, you popped up on it upon someone else. You know, how it happen? Um, just like everybody else, man, I've watched it since I was four or five years old. Man, my earliest memory of wrestling, man, is probably. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage back in the day, just watching that. My grandfather got me into it. And, uh, God, it's been a part of my life as far as I can remember. I mean, I remember watching old WCW, the Attitude Era, WWF, you name it. Probably when I was like 10 or 11, that's when the bug hit where it's like, I, I really got to go after this. This is this is what I want to do. And uh, the minute I turned 18, man, I, I went for it. And here we are. So, uh, so when you said you went for it, uh, did you start looking into schools? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So 
when I turned 18, I, that was a decision where it was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go for it. So you go online, you start researching this, researching that. Everything was out of the area. And at, at 18, you know, I, I didn't have my crap together. So I mean, it's like I was driving or anything. Yeah, but, but who does? Yeah, exactly. I, I barely, I'm still I'm barely holding it together now, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, and I just remember, you know, I was at work one day and I was working at a restaurant at the time. And there was a gentleman that I was working with who was already in professional wrestling. He was already wrestling and working shows. And he said, you know, you should come down and, and, and work out with us sometime. If this is something you want to do, I'll, you know, I'll show you the ropes. And uh, that person ended up being a, a very good professional wrestler. I don't know if you remember him. Uh, and, he was, he's a good friend of the show and he was uh, on the podcast. Look at that. He's actually he's actually the guy that broke me in. Uh, to this very day, I'm forever grateful for that. I remember the conversation we had. He said, okay, listen, uh, I'll pick you up I, I, like a Wednesday or something. He's like, I'll pick you up on Wednesday. He knew the street where I lived at. So he goes, like, just, I'm going to stop by. Just be at the corner. I'll pick you up. We'll keep going, and I'll show you the ropes. And I, I showed up for the first day, and I went up there. And, you know, the bumping and the rolling and all that first day, sore. And the following week, we we didn't even talk. And the following week, he was just driving that route, and I was just standing at the corner. And he stopped. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you're coming back. I said, yeah, hell yeah, I am. This is what I want to do. And uh, he ended up telling me after the fact, he goes, like, I didn't think you were going to be standing at, at that corner the following Wednesday. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, man. I went there. He showed me the basics, showed me the ropes. Um, you know, I went on and, and furthered my wrestling education with, you know, Benchmark Bill Bailey, Alpha Jr., you know picking those guys brains and you know they're those three guys are just so influential in everything that i did i mean from giving me the tool to teaching me how to use it to fine-tune well uh when we were talking to a very good professional wrestler i'm sure you get the inside joke i sit there and said man i hope your hazy days are behind you Ooh, kayfabe yeah and uh you know he gave me the nod yeah, yeah. so but you, you mentioned awesome how awesome guy. You, you mentioned how those guys kind of, you know, got to know you, kind of helped you along. Uh, being in the locker room now, uh, you're kind of like that veteran. You know, you've got you've got you got a lot of years under your belt. You've been, you know, up and down the East Coast. Uh, what do you do when someone walks up to you and says, "Hey, you mind checking out my match? Tell me what you think." You know, it's it, it, it's one of those things, and, I, and I've been in those situations before, and, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to help anybody, you know, absolutely. You know, but it's it's one of those things where it's like a lot of these guys that came and asked me, they're flying by me, man. There, there's guys that I'm watching their first match, and I'm, I blink, and they're on NXT or AEW. So, I mean, the next generation is I'm going to be picking their brain at this point. You know, these guys – some athletes out there do incredible things and are making moves and I'm, I'm just happy to see that you know the business is, is in such a good place right now and um you know i just hope to see it continue to grow yeah uh look at the ppw roster there are plenty of young names on there yeah that that in another year or so they might not even be there you know yeah. th they might be getting you know called up moved on and everything you know just think casey navarro just signed with mlw yeah uh, you know, you got Deshaun Pratt's, you know, is there. He has 15 years experience. Yes. Yeah. You know, but then you got these young guys. You got Encore. Yeah. Like, like, like Encore. And I, like, so, oh, I like him. He only has like maybe 
two handfuls of matches under his belt? You know what's crazy? I just learned that maybe at the last show. Somebody, I don't know if it was you, somebody told me. They were like, yeah, he's only had like seven or eight matches. And I'm like, gee, golly gee. And and he already has that it factor. Yeah, he's yeah. solid. Nice guy, too. Yeah. You know, uh, Rembrandt's another one. The, yeah. the PPW No Limits champion. Yeah. You know, Man, you, these you, young guys, I'm going to be able to pick their brain. I'm like, what are, what are you guys doing? You guys are just zipping by. Like, what the heck? You know, but awesome. but but hey, you might have to pick their brain, but they don't got the experience you do that got you to the heavyweight title tournament finals. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, but, you know, so what's uh, Did you end up going to a school, uh, you know, full time graduating or did you? you know, stay with, with a very good professional wrestler and just work with him hands-on. Yeah, no, we, we were hands-on. And then from there, I ended up uh, training under Benchmark Bill Daly, who, you know, he, he ran a school in the Lehigh Valley area. And, you know, he's done some stuff down in OVW and Ring of Honor. So he's got 20 years of experience. And, you know, he's a guy who primarily helped me take from taking what I've learned prior with a very good professional wrestler. And he really helped me fine-tune it and mold it and, you know, things like timing and how to do what and where to do what, you know, where to position yourself, just those little things like that, just perfecting those. And then of course, you know, years afterward, Alpha Junior came in and it was just hanging out with him. It's like a seminar, like full on, you know, I can just pick his brain to this very day. You know, it's one conversation and learning experience with him. So uh, again, these, these three individuals are just, I, I can't stress enough how influential they were different avenues of my career well i've known you for you know a while like we keep saying and you kind of held you know you you said that there was something about you that i always noticed that you were very poised you were very hungry in every promotion you were at so over your years can you pick a favorite promotion one that you enjoyed going to, great locker room, great, you know. There, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to work in some solid locker rooms and work with a lot of talented individuals. It, it's tough to pick my favorite, though. It's There's different experiences that I've had that I can, I guess you can say, I can tie in with certain promotions and happen to be in those promotions. Uh, you know, truth be told, PPW has been one of my favorites. I mean, they've really, you know, Given, given me the opportunity to put the spotlight on me, on me. Um, just as so much as recently having me out there with uh, Aiden English and being able to have that opportunity to kind of just take him to the limit. Um, you know, I've had experiences with uh, ECWA. You know, I captured their heavyweight title. I was in the Super 8. Um, Pro Wrestling Magic, I have a history with them as well. I took on Tommaso Ciampa there a few years ago. So it, it's tough to pinpoint one. There's just different experiences across the board. So it's, yeah. it's tough to say, you know. Oh, it, it usually is like because the the more you work for a promotion, the more you become inside like family. Absolutely, and, absolutely, you know, and you know, into that, you know, if you know, the more I think about it, it's right now my my focus and my priority is PPW. Uh, this is my home. This is the company that I plan to put on my back and just take it to places it's never been. Uh, I know others have tried in the past, but a lot of those others aren't there anymore. And uh, right now, it's it's an opportunity for me to kind of step in, uh, carry that weight, and you know, keep on closing. Hey, 
even in baseball, the starting pitcher can only go so far before he gets tired. And if the game's close, they got to bring in that closer. Goddamn right. So, but man, uh, people say that wrestling shows for wrestlers, that's only like 10, 20% of the day. The other 80% is the road trip and the travel. Oh, yeah, the drive, man. Absolutely. So, I know a couple of guys you used to sit there and travel with all the time. You got to have some great road stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. There's there, there's a ton of those. Um, I got you. I'm going to give you one. Is that, is that where uh, we're going? I, I would love to hear one, one of your more favorite road stories. Or if you want to go the other way and tell us one of your more horrific war, uh, road stories. Hmm. Man, this is, let's see, let's see. See, I'm drawing a blank right now. I know the, the minute we disconnect later on, I'm going to come up with like a million of them. Uh, but, man, I've traveled the road so much with Keikoa. And the amount of stories we have are, oh, my gosh, it's unlimited. There was a story we, we thought one of his ex-girlfriends were stalking him all the way down to North Carolina. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking if it's the girl I'm thinking of, I, I can definitely believe it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kayfabe a little yes. bit, you know, but, you know, it was just her tweets were just coinciding with our exact location. Uh, there was Chad Flowers, Caveman Chad. Um, there was a time I pissed on a cop car. They don't, they don't like that too much. Um, man, the pinpoint one, again, it's one of those deals where it's like it's, it's too all over the place. Of course, later on tonight, I'll think of my favorite, but. As of right now, just the whole road life is just a completely different animal and an experience in its own. Yeah, well, one of our favorites that I always like to hear is uh, Jerry Lynn tell us. The time that he wasn't even at the hotel, like he got there, checked in, uh, him and someone else went out to eat, to dinner, came back in. And as soon as he got in, the person at the front desk was like, get your bags and get out. Because I don't know who was, I can't remember who the roommate was, but the roommate got him thrown out of the hotel and he wasn't even there. Kidding. That's like, awesome. like that's, that's, that's just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I spend um, a, lot of the, a lot of the time on the road involves a lot of food. Yes. Oh, some of my favorite memories of traveling on the road with Keikoa and just trying to figure out, like, all right, where, where are we stopping tonight? Should we, do, should we do Mickey D's and just be complete pieces of shit and just stuff our faces? Or do we want to go to Taco Bell where maybe there's like a slight, slight bit of a healthier options and there are times like we just end up doing both like the hell with it, you know, we'll just do extra cardio in the morning. Uh, you know, there's a time that involves, so now you got me going now, now, now we're talking food. I remember yeah. an instance where it's uh, me, Keikoa and it's Benchmark Bill Daily and Keikoa is driving and we're in the car, we're all cranky, we're sore, we're headed home. I'm in the front, Keikoa is driving, Bill, Bill's in the back. Bill's, he's, He's a grouch. So we're back there and he kind of, and it's a slow escalation, right? He kind of just peeks his head over and he's like, hey, Kikoa, when you get to the next exit, I'm going to need you to stop because um, I'm starving and I'm have breakfast at the hotel. And, you know, Kikoa's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll let you know when we pass by. So Bill lays back down. We're looking out the window. And as we're driving, we we pass a Duncan. But Kikoa keeps going. <laughs> Bill leans in. He goes like, hey, man, I don't know if you saw there was a Dunkin' Donuts right there. He goes like, if you don't mind stopping at the next place, 
I am, I'm going to get angry. So can we please stop? And he's like, yeah, yeah no problem. I'm just waiting for somewhere where I can get gas too. And he's like, okay, no problem. He sits back down and we pass the sheets and we pass it. And Bill gets up and he's okay, Cole, I like really trying to be nice. He goes like, can you just stop at the next anywhere? I don't care if it's just like a hole in the wall gas station, just stop somewhere so I, I can get something. And sure shit, we're driving by and we pass like a rinky dink abandoned like quickie mart or something like that. <laughs> and he passes it. And all of a sudden I just feel all of Bill's body weight looming over both of us, sticking his head in the front seat. He goes like, God damn it. If you don't fucking stop at the next place, I'm going to rip your fucking head off and shit down your throat. <laughs> we ended up stopping at like a Sunoco. And then we get back in the car and he's in the back there eating the Snickers. And he goes like, Hey man, like, it's like a commercial. He's like, I'm really sorry about what I said earlier. Like you got to understand, like I'm cranky, I'm hungry. And like you did pass three food locations after I asked you. So, you know, but still I apologize. So yeah, yeah stories like that, man, those little things where I, it, it might suck on a podcast. One of those, you had to be there moments, but just little stories like that, man. I live for those, man. So many no, man, Joey, when you were telling me that whole story, the only thing that, especially when you mentioned that he went and got a Snickers, all of a sudden that just, I just go to my mind, like, is this a commercial you're trying to tell me about? No, it, it could have been a commercial. It very well could have. Been. Oh man, it, it would have been, would have been great. All but, <laughs> but man, we're, we're talking food, okay? My co-host, who I hope sometimes shows up sometime today. Ah, but by the good looks. But but he loves to talk food. I love so. I love- all day you see how excited i got so so, like, so, so we're talking food on a cheat day oh what are you doing for breakfast lunch dinner dessert so all right so you, like those big you know those big bowls or like those big salad bowls yeah yeah i fill that bad boy up with cookie crisp Ooh. not done chocolate milk we're set man we're good we're going to have that three times a day on my cheat day. Oh. Solid. So, where do you like to go on your cheat day if you're going out to eat? Oh, Red Robin. Okay, okay. Now, it, it, now. Fries, the Whiskey River barbecue burger. Okay, okay. That burger, okay? I've got to know. Joey, you and I go back 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you cut that burger in half? Or do you? Do you just pick it up and let all the, the fixings fall out? Oh, no. I eat it like a man. I eat the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to bring in someone that's close to a man, my co-host, Mr. Mike Freeland. What, wait, wait, what are we talking about? Close to being a man, okay? First of all, I was completely intimidated by this man's good looks, okay? Honestly, he, I appreciate it. He's handsome. He looks like a superstar. He is a superstar. And the man eats like a superstar. Please tell us exactly the reasons why you take that burger and you just hold it with two hands and eat it. You know what? You've been speaking so eloquently. Share with us. Well, I believe when you, you cut it in half, it, the air gets in it and it sucks all the flavor out. So you just got to just go in there while it's while it's all still absorbed in there. I don't know. That's my feeling on it. Well, Freeland, just in well, case... What the writ, what the writ doesn't tell you is you might have writ, known the writ for quite a while, but the man has very dainty hands, and so I, I guess that's why he chooses to cut his burgers the way he does. Good debonair men who could be on the cover of GQ 
who they eat burgers differently. Am I right? Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head. Look at this guy. He knows me better than he, you know me. I've known you 10 years. Hey, hey, hey. First things first. He doesn't know that you have been a uh, model in your Ooh. prior life. But anyways, let's get back to this interview. So back to food. Freeland, Freeland loves cheat days and desserts. Do you have a special dessert that you not not the cookie, Chris? But that's an all day occasion. Oh, oh yeah. But but if you have a dessert, you got to go to what is it? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Any, any particular type, or are you just going New, New York style? It's New York style cheesecake. I mean, sometimes if I want to add a little razzle dazzle, you know, we'll put some uh, some raspberry sauce on there, just depending on my sweet tooth for the day. But man, good old fashioned cheesecake. I'm I'm good with that. I'm set. I got to ask you a question. When when you hear cheesecake, what TV show do you think of when you think of cheesecake? Cheesecake? Is there a oh. television show that comes to mind when you think cheesecake? Cheesecake. There's only one that I could think of. Television show. Is it Friends? Well, hold on. Should I give you a clue? Give me a clue. Da -na -na -na. Thank you for being a friend. Okay, yeah, yeah. Traveled you know, down the road. Golden Girls, baby. That's absolutely right. You know, I, I know the theme song. You guys will kill me. Never watched an episode. That's okay. That's okay. You know what? It's uh, I believe it's on Hulu. So you know what? When you have some free time, you should check it out sometime. I got some catching up to do. Hey. We're, we're going to bring Joey back on, and we're going to do a live watch-along of an episode of Golden I'm Girls. so down for that. We haven't done that yet. It'll be another FRM first. Do it. You got my number. Let me know. Okay. Party. So, uh, back to uh, back to the regularly scheduled program of PPW and wrestling. So, you've been with the company for how many years now? PPW, oh, man, on and off, I've been with them probably the entire eight years. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was in the tournament for the inaugural championship back in 2013. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, me and this company go way back. Yeah. So, okay, pre-pandemic, the indies were getting hot. Then all of a sudden, things start slowing down. You know, but now everything's starting to open up. What was your reaction finally when you got to come through the crowd again? And – because I was there for the first time last month at Aerial Salt. That crowd was on fire. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, and and they said that wasn't even a full, full house. Like, I, I'm not, I don't know what to expect tomorrow, honestly. You know, I'm expecting a full, full house. I'm expecting hot fans, rabid. I think they're going to be completely into it. And I, I just can't wait to be a part of it, man. I'm, I'm so stoked for tomorrow. It's not even funny. But, well, what, what are your... Do you have any, you know, uh, celebration, you know, prepared a speech for just in case if you win that PPW Heavyweight Championship? Justin, oh, I am going to win PPW Heavyweight Championship. I mean, it's me. Like, obviously I'm going to win. As for a celebration, it's, it's no secret. Anytime I go out there, those people boo me out the building. They don't like me, and I... I don't know whether it's because they can't relate to me because I have more money, I'm good looking, have better credit, whatever have you. So as far as a celebration, it's just going to be me 
at home eating the most ginormous bowl of cookie crisps you could imagine sitting there with the ppw championship um just sulking in my own glory you know um yeah those people don't deserve me to celebrate with them though no i'm taking the belt and i'm leaving i'm out of there (laughs) (laughs) oh okay joey picture this i'm gonna be there tomorrow yeah i'm gonna say if but when you win i want you to look for me in the crowd i'm gonna chuck you up and i I will chuck you up a couple bo- two boxes of cookie crisp cereal. I'm gonna you hold. Rip, you. you can rip them open, crack those bad boys together. Austin, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I've got it for you. Grab me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So about your opponent, Bro Keller. You know, have you done any research on him? You know, have you ever faced him before? You know, me and Bro Keller, we did cross cross paths uh, a few months ago out in Williamsport. Um, I beat the shit out of him. So, yeah, I know what to expect. He's going to do, like, his flippy stuff that he does and jump around like a fucking grasshopper everywhere. And uh, all I'm going to do is crack him right in the jaw. That's all it takes. So I know what to expect. I know how to prepare for him. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a cakewalk. I'm super excited to win. Freeland, Mr. Lightness. Do you want you want to sit there and uh I am just soaking all of this in. I am enjoying everything that is Joey Martinez. I mean, let's be honest here. How many times does somebody get a chance to do something like this? When you know your place, you sit back, you shut your mouth, you open your ears, you listen to what the legends have to say. Now let me ask you this, Joey. With everything that's happened with PPW, is there any other places that you would like to get a chance to enter the ropes in any other promotions that you've had your eye on as well. People that you would like to take on. Oh my gosh. Well, my end goal is always to end up on national television, whether it's WWE or AEW. So yeah, that's, that's something I'm salivating. There's just a crop of guys out there that I'm I'm chomping at the bit to get to the ring with. Um, It's hard to narrow down one specifically uh, but just basically priority of getting my ass on national TV. That's that's the goal right now. I like that. I like that a lot. But I think with your record, your credentials, and the way that you present yourself, I think that day is sooner than later. And uh, I'm very, very excited to see what the next chapter is after you win the PPW Heavyweight Championship because I think that you've got all the intangibles. I think this Bro Keller guy, let's be honest here, his flippy dippy stuff that may work for a few minutes. It's not going to last the whole way. At some point in time, the knockout's going to hit him, and you know what? It's going to be start the bus time because he's going to be going home. You know, you know the deal, man. You know the deal. You know what's happening. Hey, hey, Joey, j- just to let you know, he's just trying to butter you up for a free T-shirt. Wow! What? You believe this? The Rid and I were close. We're like peanut butter and jelly, right? We're like spam and a good cracker. But there are some times that he just can't take it. I would never ask you for free merchandise. Not whatsoever. I never will do that. Never. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because I don't even get discounts. It's just, it's full price. Well, friendship isn't based upon handouts, right? This ain't Christmas. This ain't my birthday. I mean, and I would say this. If I did happen to get a wonderful T-shirt 
of yours. You know where that thing should go? Not on my fat, sweaty, hairy-ass body. I'm going to go to Michael's or Hobby Lobby, and I'm going to put that bad boy in a frame after, of course, you've graced it with a nice autograph, your Johnny Hancock, and I'm going to put it exactly where it needs to be. I appreciate you. You're all right, man. I don't care what he was saying about you before. I, I like you. He's just jealous because he follically challenged. He can't help it. He's 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 38 years old. He looks like he's 50. You know what? It's just oh, the way it is. Oh, you popped me. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, it, it's okay. So, so Joey, I've got a question I ask everybody. Shoot. Hot tub time machine time. Okay. Erica Lee, she still owes me an essay to this question. Okay. You can go back in the time to any match in history. Take somebody out of the match and put yourself in it. What match would that be? And why? Give me, is this like clean slate? Any match like ever? Any match ever. You're in the hot tub time machine. You can go back to Nature Boy Buddy Rhodes. Can I go back to Williamsport two months ago in my match with Bro Keller and just beat the shit out of him a little more? Hey, that's what you want. I I think that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I just, he's just got like, you ever like, he's got like such a punchable face. You know, it's just, ah, it just rubs me the wrong way. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Once you go back and you do that again, uh, the Rit and I are going to have to make sure that we have enough money because let's be honest, we all know it's going to be child abuse because of what you're going to put him through. I mean, the guy does look like he's what about eleven and a half, maybe twelve ish on the high end. So, yeah, just just want to fucking get him one more good time, a little bit harder. But luckily, I get to do that tomorrow, so that's going to be just as fun. It is going to be PPW eighth anniversary show, the biggest. Biggest night of the year so far, guys. If you don't have your tickets, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to ppwrestling.com. Go ahead and click on the shop button, and then you're going to see a picture of my good buddy, the Blue Meanie. Go ahead and click on that icon. All you got to do is enter in the quantity of tickets. Whip out that credit card. Let's be honest. Don't be a stiff. Get some good tickets, and you will be set for an amazing night. Ritster, I mean, we got a three-hour seminar that's going to be incredible. And then after that, there's a fan fest autograph sessions, the whole nine yards. We're going to have a fan cam going around, interviews backstage with all of the stars. And then the event itself, the event that will people will be remembering for a very long time. And you want to be there. Don't miss it. Get your tickets now, ppwwrestling.com. Yeah, and the sad part is this match here should be the main event. But it's probably not going to be. A damn heartbreaker, isn't it? You never know. You're going to have to buy a ticket and find out, though. Exactly. <clears throat> but, hey, I told I told Freeland before about a little scuffle that happened backstage. But that scuffle started in the ring. You guys, I can tell, do not like each other. You and Keller needed the whole locker room to to be pulling you guys apart. Can you pinpoint just what don't you guys like about each other? It's 
I ultimately, I, I think it's a clash of personalities. So I'm very, very introverted person. I, I keep to myself. I honestly, I don't like people that much. It's truth. It's awkward to be on camera in an interview. Like I just, that's just my nature. I, I keep to myself. I sit in a corner and I count my money and I call it a day. Uh, my, my issue with bro is that he's too like, Oh, like me, like me. Look at this cool flip I can do. And just something about him. Like the minute he won that match uh, against Encore and got himself to the finals with me, I just remember, and it was such an impulse moment too. I'm sitting there watching the match and I'm like, he, he won. And just that smug look on his face, like his entitlement. Like, yeah, I, obviously I should have won. And I just remember looking at him like, I, I, I think he, he's not sure what he's in for yet. So let me just go remind him who the hell I am. So I, I had to go out there and just wake him up just a wee bit. And, well, it kind of escalated a little bit. And, you know, here we are. Unfortunately, sometimes things can only be settled with their fists in their feet, and that's what you're going to get tomorrow night at PPW. People don't like each other. You know, sometimes brothers have to take each other to the woodshed, and it seems like this is going to be a very similar, similar situation. Um, bro himself, if you had to say one positive thing about what bro brings to the table, what would it be? Look, at the end of the day, I, uh, I'm not an idiot, right? I, I see what bro Keller is capable of doing. The, the dude's an athlete. He can do things that, you know, truthfully, I can't. But the biggest difference is I don't need to do those things. So when I go out there, you know, I understand what I'm getting in there with. He's, he's, a, he's a level 10 athlete. I get it. But it's for that reason why I'm going to defeat him because I'm, if anything, I'm over-preparing for him. Uh, I, I respect his athletic ability. Uh, one good thing I, I can't pinpoint. He's, he's fast. He's, he's, he's strong. He's athletic. He's got, he can, he can go all day long. I get all those things. So, you know, my goal is to basically go out there, pick a limb, break it, hopefully make him cry, look at his eyes, and just, I, I'm just jonesing to look at him, and I, and I want to see the look on his face and that realization where it's like, I fucked up big time. Like, oh, man, like, God, this hurts. I just want this to be over. And um, take him out, win the championship, and go home. You know, so, again, I'm not taking him lightly. Well, we were talking about the PPW roster, and there's a lot of great names on there. Can you sit there and give me a couple of names that you would love to sit there and get in the ring with? Oh, man. Um, look, as much as I don't like the guy and as much as I'm going to hurt him tomorrow, you know, I, I am looking forward to getting in with Bro Keller. He's going to be a true test. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm overprepared and I'm overconfident, and rightfully so. I mean, look at who I am. Um, I'm going to go out there and get the job done. Um, another guy out there is, uh, we talked about him earlier, Encore. Uh, I think the kid can do amazing things. He's got a bright future ahead of him. It's, man, he can sit here all day long. Casey Navarro, JT Dunn. Oh, man. Um, the list goes on and on. I mean, that is a whole locker room full of piss and vinegar that I, I just can't wait. Uh, once I'm the champion, you know, I, I know there's going to be a line on the hall. So hopefully I will be able to go in there Well, guys, I want to show you exactly how heated this was. 
last month at Aerial Assault. PPW Nation, Tom Mitchell here, and I am here with Bro Keller. Bro, congratulations on moving on to the finals of the PPW Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's bittersweet. All props. Oh, this guy again? This guy again? You think I'm done with you? You think I'm done with you? You know who I am? I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> what a tool. Well, hey, Joey. Hey. Just to let you know, that tool's here right now. <laughs> there we go, baby. Who are you talking to, Joey, calling a tool? Uh, Shut up, you bum. Wow. Bad credit bros here. Uh, where are you even getting that from? My credit is through the roof. I got like a 740 pal. Oh, my gosh. No one told me you were going to be here. I thought we were yeah, – Oh, boo-hoo. Nobody told me you were going to jump me backstage either. Oh, well, it's your fault for not being prepared. Bro. Cowardly move. Cowardly move. Strategic, bro. Hey. Okay, guys. Bro, you're facing Joey Martinez tomorrow. PPW. Joey Martinez show. is facing me, actually. Oh, good one. Well, <laughs> technically, he won his match first, so. But, anyways... Best for last. What do you guys have? What do you have planned for him tomorrow? Uh, we've already heard that uh, two months ago in Williamsport. Well, you didn't come out on top then. So how do you going to change it up uh, for tomorrow? No, no. Wait, wait, let's back. He, he did come out on top. I said I beat the shit out of him. I, and that's what. Him, so. And that's what I'm saying. You walked away, and he kind of didn't. So. Right. I don't like the guy, but he's not wrong there. Yeah, definitely won, but. Uh... He kind of just took the a little a little bit of the lesser road here because as you just saw A in the video clip, he tried to jump me backstage when old Toddy Boy was just trying to do his job. He's trying to talk to me after the match. He was trying to get a little input on where I was at mentally. And then out of nowhere, Joey here just decides to just charge the locker room and jump me. So yeah, there's frustration. I mean, first and foremost, that's where I'm at. I'm kind of pissed off about it. And I think he knows that, and that's why he's trying to get in my head. Because he's trying to play these mind games, but uh, they're not going to work. They're not going to work at all. I'm going to be composed. Sure, I'm a little pissed now, but I'll be composed. I'll be ready to go. I'm going to make sure I've got everything lined up. I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do because he's in the chat here. So I'm going to play it smart a little bit. But I just hope this closer knows I'm coming for him. Dude, bro, bro, you don't have to tell me what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. Okay, guys, right, okay, you're ready? Write this down. Here we go. He's going to do a flip. He's going to do a flip. And then wait for it. He's gonna do a no and flips then, over here, bud. I don't do all that another, flippy stuff. I hit you with that athleticism. That's all I need. But there's gonna be another flip, so don't worry, bro. Secrets. Bro, your opponent is in very confident in himself, and I mean rightfully so. But you yourself are a very admirable opponent. What do you think you are most concerned about in your opponent tomorrow night? Honestly, not too concerned about the opponent per se, but it's a numbers game. Because I know he's coming out there with his buddy. It's going to be two on one for the most part. So I got to keep my head on a swivel. 
You know, that's my biggest concern. Joey is a good competitor. We wrestled before, like over the summer even. I know what he can bring to the table. So I'm not going to discredit his ability as a wrestler. He does have talent, which is why he's even in the finals with me. But I know for a fact that he's done some less than admirable actions throughout the course of his career. And I don't suspect anything less than that tomorrow night. So before your music hits and before you walk through the curtain, what's going to be the last thing that runs through your mind before you walk out there and you lock eyes on him in the middle of the ring? Oh, as the kids are saying, let's go. I'm going right at him. That bell, as soon as it dings, I'm coming right at him. We are not stopping. I will not stop. I will go as hard as I possibly can because let's face it, like there's a reason that this tournament's happening. I need to fulfill my destiny. Yeah, there we go. Bro is the best. See, somebody gets it. Much appreciated. I, I expect that love. Don't expect it from Joey at all because of how he's been acting. But um, no, there's a vacancy right now. There's a title that needs to be won. Uh, PPW needs to have a champion. They need a respectable champion, someone that's going to be the face of the company and represent PPW well. That's not something that Joey's going to bring to the table. The only thing he's closing is the exit door on his way out of the ring without that championship. Wow. Man, Joey, you have a rebuttal here? I have to dignify that with a response. You don't have to. I'm just giving you the opportunity because, hey, we went and had to get Paul and Anthony to set this up because we couldn't get you guys in the same room. From what I'm understanding, you guys are going to be in two separate locker rooms tomorrow because you can't be in the same locker room. Absolutely. They do not want to cost either an injury to either or at all because they want this match to happen. They want you guys to battle for the PPW heavyweight title. They want you guys to burn the house down with, for those fans there. So that is why we are here. That is why we have to do a video because you guys hey, believe me i want to burn the house down too i am not happy with this clown out here jumping me on two occasions one in the ring one backstage he's going down joey is not better sorry that, got new that right there right there that's that's the biggest difference between you and i because you, you want to tear the house down you want to you want to burn it down you want to send the fans home happy i don't give a fuck i don't care i'm going out there with one thing in mind and it's to hurt you and end this as quickly as possible and leave with my championship. That right there is the biggest difference between you and I. That's why I don't like you that much. Well, you don't like me because I enjoy doing my job? Get out of here. You can try all you want to hurt me, but it's not happening. Well, there's one thing you both have to think about here. You know, emotions are running high right now. And as we know, in wrestling, mistakes can happen. And a pinfall can happen just in three seconds. Which one of you guys believe you can keep your composure at the best and try to vanquish the other one without letting the tempers flare to the point where it becomes a distraction and not an advantage? I've already proved it. I offered my hand. I wish Joey a good match for tomorrow. I went to reach out to shake his hand, and what did he do? He slapped it away, inadvertently hitting his manager, his life coach, his guidance counselor, whoever – I don't know how you view each other, but either way, my hand hits him, and then you guys just start pummeling me out of nowhere. And then we go backstage after the dust settled, and he still didn't get enough. I've showed I could maintain composure and be the bigger man, but clearly Joey cannot. 
What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I, I don't like you. You have a stupid face, and I can't resist not punching it when I walk by you. Cute face. Says you. Bro, let me ask you this question. When it comes to people that you've competed against in the past and the people that you've truly, truly had a vile hatred towards, what's the difference this time with Joey? Is Joey the person that you've hated the most in wrestling so far? Yeah, that is the absolute difference. There aren't many people that I've come across where I've had this little respect for or that's even had this little respect towards me. Everybody's been admirable. We've had great bouts in the ring. We've respected each other in and outside of the ring. But for whatever reason, the closer here just decides to start jumping me and attacking me because, honestly, I think he's afraid. I don't think he is understanding the magnitude of this match. I think he's trying to just snag a title real quick, put it in his bag, and get home so we can throw it on his Instagram. I don't think he understands the respect that goes behind it. I don't think he understands what it goes into being a champion and being the face of a company. So for me, I know what that's about. I've been champion before. I'm a current champion in other promotions now. And I want to make sure I bring that same dignity and that same respect to this company and PPW as well. Joey, let me throw this question out at you really quickly. Do you feel like if Bro Keller does win the PPW Heavyweight Championship, that's going to mean more ticket sales, more people through the gate, more merchandise, that it'll take PPW to the next level? Or do you think that's just a fantasy that only exists in his mind? No. Mike, that's – all right, you, you talk about worst-case scenarios. Let's backtrack here. That's not going to happen, first off. But let's pretend we live in a multiverse. Just the wackiest shit happens, and he snags one and he steals one. That's quite possibly the worst thing that can happen for I wouldn't be surprised when come October our tickets went flash in half because it's like, oh shit, bro, okay, cool. No, that's that's bad news, Bears. I I think that's it's terrible. It's terrible. Here's what should happen and here's what will happen. So everyone can be at ease. I'm going to beat the shit out of them and I'm going to win the championship. So we're going to have to do our next show outside because it's going to be such a love fest of these people coming worship me as I hold up the championship. That's what's going to happen. What sick, twisted fantasy are you living in? <laughs> Reality. Wow. Have you seen me? A love fest? Is that what you just said? Get out of here, dude. Once I win, these people will come to their senses and they'll be like, well, well he's the closer. He's all right. He's going to take this company all the way to new heights and it's let's just go. Yeah. I got a question for both of you guys. You guys both have a lot of confidence in yourselves. If you were to compare yourselves to somebody in pro sports that we might be able to associate someone with, who do you see yourself being and why? Well, this is pro sports, professional wrestling. So I would like to say, oh, there's a few people out there. I don't like to compare too, too much because I want to be my own guy. You know, I don't want to necessarily say like, oh, I'm this person. I'm that person. You know, I'm trying to set my own path, um, if, if you will. And I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of guys that I admire. Um, Dolph Ziggler, for one, he's a guy, he's a former champion as well. I like his style. He's got a wrestling background. Uh, Seth Rollins is another one, a uh, great athletic background. He does CrossFit. Uh, he understands how to take care of his body in the ring and then outside of the ring as well. So, I mean, there's a few guys in the, the professional sports realm 
that, you know, I also admire just in terms of like, we could go through every sport. I could pick somebody out, um, you know, like uh, Aaron Rodgers, for example, he doesn't get all the love in the world from every fan base because like maybe he doesn't necessarily come across the right way, but his game, his gameplay on the field, it's unparalleled. That guy can just ball out. And honestly, I love how he handles himself too. Like he, he's on the field. He makes athletic plays. He scrambles from the pocket. He can, he can do it all really. And I don't want to sit here and say I can do it all. I'm Mr. Perfect, but um, that's definitely somebody I try to emulate. Joey. Wow, well, <laughs> somebody thinks very highly of themselves. Yikes. Um, man, me, nobody, nobody. I'm my own entity. Uh, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy that people will compare themselves to um, in the next 10 to 15 years. So, no. Well, from my assessment here, I see Joey Martinez as a Mariano Rivera. He's going to come in. And when it comes to being clutch, he's going to get the outs when they're needed. But bros also, fourth quarter Aaron Rodgers, two-minute drill, he could easily strike for a touchdown when you least expect it. So when you have two people so evenly matched, in my opinion, and so talented in the same regard, this has to be a toss-up for fans. Maybe not you guys, but I think that the fans are going to say, hmm, I'm just not quite sure who's going to come out on top. You know what? Aaron Rodgers. That's right. He is Aaron Rodgers. Because last I checked, the past, what, three, four years, Aaron Rodgers went to the NFC Championship. And, and what happened? He choked. He choked. All the talent in the world. No, hear me out. All the talent in the world gets just a step away from the big dance and chokes. That's exactly what's gonna happen tomorrow, bro. Look, you're good. I get it. You do all you do the flippy things. I see it. You're good. That's what it's what got you here. But you're gonna choke. That's what's gonna happen, Aaron. It's funny you try to pull that out because you gotta remember, football is a team game. There's 22 guys on the field, not one. So go back and do the do the homework a little bit because that defense choked on them. But any who's it's that's besides the fact. If you don't recall, Joey, let me just remind you. We had a match earlier this summer for another championship, and you want to talk about choking. I wish you could just tell these people. Go ahead, please humor me. Who came out on top of that match? Yeah, I, I, I will go ahead, and, and I will say, in that triple threat match where there was a third guy who just ruined my entire game plan, yeah, bro was able to pull that. So, yes. I not- However, you got to justify it. <laughs> I got, I got something I would like to ask. Obviously, it seems like tomorrow night, may or may not, regardless of who wins the belt, completely settle this. Is there any chance that even after the big eighth anniversary show, this thing may not be over and it may have to go one more round? Would both of you be willing to go in in a no-holds-barred match and let it all hang loose? Bring it. Let's go. The no, thing is, no, it's not going to no. make it another month. That's no. the only thing. When I, when I beat him tomorrow... I'm going to have nothing else to prove. So for Bill Keller, it's back of the line, buddy. So no, absolutely not. Not even remotely close. Again, he's in that dream world. Hey, Joey, just to sit there and let you know, uh, Paul and Anthony are telling me that your time is, their time is up. We, we got to get you. We got to let bro have his time now. Uh, I'm going to, Hey, it's, it's not me. It's PPW management. 
So, Joey, good luck to you tomorrow. FRM Pod will be there live. And uh, take care, buddy. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me, guys. Bro, rest up. Hey, good luck. Wow. Some heated comments there from Joey Martinez. Wow. Uh, very confident in himself. He's very talented. There's no doubt about that. He's in the finals for the PPW Heavyweight Championship. And guess what? If you loved what you just saw now, that is just the tip of the iceberg. But don't be one of those people who says, I wish I would have been there. Head on over to PPWWrestling.com now. Get your tickets. So super easy. Click the shop button. Hit the icon of my good friend, the Blue Meanie. Get your credit card out. Don't be a cheapskate and get those tickets. It's going to be an amazing event. You get the opportunity to be in the presence of Bro Keller, an amazing guy who's most likely going to be on national TV sooner than later, putting some people in their place, ending careers. You've heard of the legend killer. Well, this guy right here, he's the legend maker. So don't forget, tomorrow night, PPW. It's going to be a big show, and, bro, I cannot wait. The bottom of our screen where he's pointing, get your tickets. Bro, Kelly, you got some merchandise out there that people can go ahead and purchase uh, tomorrow at the show? Absolutely. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be bringing some 8x10s. I got some stickers. I got some wristbands, a few T-shirts left. So, everybody, come on over. Come say hi. We can hang out, take some shots with the belt because you know it's coming home, <laughs> and we well, can get you some of that stuff. Well, Freeland – you call him the legend killer. I don't know. I just got a text message from uh, Mr. Martinez, and he's calling him the credit killer. Where is that coming from, by the way? He was sitting in like a dark, sketchy room to begin with, and he's talking about my credit. What's going on with that? <laughs> Did he used to work for J.G. Wentworth? We're going to have to look back on that. Oh, uh, 877 cash now. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but, but, bro, hey, glad to have you on the show here. You know, so we'd love to ask, so what got you into the wonderful world of professional wrestling? Oof, that is a loaded question because I could probably talk for the next like half an hour about what got me into wrestling. Um, I mean, let's be honest. You could talk to a lot of guys within the industry and girls, um, and I'd be willing to bet probably 95, 96% of them are going to say that they loved it growing up. They watched it all the time, um, especially now this generation – a lot of us grew up on like the Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars. Um, and for me, I had an older brother. So it was something that he was into. He was in high school. Like I was watching it with him. Um, and he really kind of like showed it to me. He presented it to me. And um, our best like evenings were Monday night flipping back and forth. Because uh, I know a lot of people, they'll pick their brand. But we were flipping. It was like, all right, commercial here. Go to the other one. Let's flip back. Um, so, yeah, as time went on, you know, I had – uh, my football career, my track career. And as they came to a close, I was like, you know what? Like, what's next? I got to I gotta tackle something else. Um, so I even dabbled in just like, like, you know, some beer league softball. Um, I played ultimate Frisbee for a bit. And it just wasn't fulfilling. Like, I was not getting the fulfillment out of it that, you know, I'd experienced on the track or on the football field. So oddly enough, um, here's a name for you. Jamie Senegal, if that rings a bell. Um, she just did like the NWA power show uh, not, mm -hmm. not long ago. Um, but yeah, my brother was dating her and they basically were just like, hey, it's like, what are you doing tomorrow? We were having like a campfire. And 
I really didn't even have much of a choice. I was like, ah, I got nothing. I'm going to work. And then afterwards I'm free. They're like, all right, you're going to come train with us. So I was like, wait, what? And I didn't really have like, any sort of say in the matter. So sure enough, the next day after work, I went over to Atomic Championship Wrestling um, in Denver, Pennsylvania. And Twisted Tate was there, of course. And yep, uh, I, I'm really, really good friends with him. I, me and him go way back. Yeah? Yeah. Great guy. Love him to death. Yep. Uh, he, he actually worked my first show when I ran uh, my own uh, company. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, great dude. I mean, I owe a lot to him. Um, he was definitely in my corner the whole way through. Like, he wanted to see me succeed. Uh, he made sure that, you know, we were, you know, out there in the ring as often as we could. You know, if it got cold, we weren't in the ring. We went into the barn and we wrestled on the mats. And he really helped develop me and, like, helped cultivate my wrestling style. So that was really how it all came to be. And then from that point forward, I just wanted to hit the ground running. So as soon as I... Um, like had my first debut on his show and I felt comfortable, you know, being in the ring in front of an audience. That was it. It was just like, all right, what's next week? What's next week? What's next week? So. And, long and, now, and now look at you. You're, you have a stacked schedule, you know, oh, yeah. booked. Hey, it took me, it took me a while to ease my way in to get some time with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And that's the thing. Like it's, it's tough sometimes and it can be draining. I don't think anybody, like outside of the industry really understands like what goes into it because it's not just like doing like the stuff in the ring, but it's promoting yourself. It's getting out there. It's shaking hands and making acquaintances and trying to, you know, get on other shows and get other bookings. And that alone is like a part-time job. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now you, you said you watched the Monday night wars back and forth. Mm -hmm. I always love asking, you know, certain people this, what was your first taste of ECW like? And when did you actually, you know, find out about them? So ECW, actually, I didn't know about for a while. Uh, that wasn't something that, like, we were watching live or, like, catching in the moment. Um, I want to say I saw, like, some clips of it here and there. Or, like, some people would pull up, you know, uh, early days of the internet and whatnot. But when WWE introduced it at One Night Stand... I got a taste of it and I was like, what is that? I need more. So then at that point, of course, I went back and started diving into the libraries and whatnot. Um, but yeah, my mind was blown when I started seeing that. It was it was a whole different world that like I wasn't used to. And it really opened my eyes to like, oh, hey, there's like other styles or other types or other companies of wrestling out there. So um, it was definitely it was definitely something new. That's for sure. When it comes to some of your favorite different styles of wrestling, is there anybody, I know the strong style, obviously there's more of a mat-based wrestling, high-flying. How would you describe your style? Is it specifically in one genre, or do you think that you're kind of a collection of a little bit of everything? I think you touched on it there, a little bit of everything. Um, I don't necessarily say that I am one style or another. Like, if I were to categorize it, um, I normally like to say, like, I have, like, an athletic style, if you will. And I hope that doesn't come off, like, braggadocious by any means. But I just think I'm not necessarily going to come out there and just start kicking and punching and pummeling. But I'm also not going to go out there and just go straight to the top rope and start doing 1080s. Um, I like to, you know, kind of adjust and adapt to who I'm in the ring with. Because, like, let's be honest, that's the best way to succeed in this business. If you want to win, 
You have to understand your opponent, do your homework on them, and adjust your style to what they present. Um, because I knew some people do favor a certain style, and there's nothing wrong with that by any means. Um, but for me, I just kind of like to pick pieces and parts of like different styles that I like or things that you know I think would be a stronger suit for me. Um, so yeah, kind of like a more rounded off, like athletic style, if you will. The, the hybrid. Ex there we go. That's perfect. Now, earlier on in the interview, you had mentioned people that you, you definitely had a lot of respect for when you had mentioned Dolph Ziggler and obviously Seth Rollins. Who would you say that had the most impactful aspect into your career, whether it be from the ring psychology, from the in-ring who would you say you looked at and you said, you know what, I'd like to take a little bit of this from this person? Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a good collection of guys, um, especially when you look at like modern day wrestling. But um, kind of touching back on Twisted Tate, he was really um, he really wanted to drive home like, hey, you should check out some of the older stuff, um, some things that maybe you haven't seen before, because there's kind of like this. You know, people see something nowadays and then everybody else starts doing it, too. So it's like to an extent, you'll see a lot of the same stuff. Um, but if you look back on older film, older footage and you watch some of these wrestlers from the 90s, going back more the 80s, the 70s, um, they present a lot more that maybe people have kind of gotten away from or it's not necessarily something that might be as flashy as that 1080 off the top. Um, but it still is meaningful and it's impactful and it can be beneficial in a match. So um, long-winded answer here, but somebody like Kurt Henning, he was a guy that uh, I watched a lot of footage on and um, depending on how kayfabe were keeping this, like his selling was incredible. Um, he was somebody that really made sure that his opponent looked good, uh, which at the end of the day is what we all want to do, make our opponents look good because then when we win, we look even better. So um, he was somebody that really I, I enjoyed his style. He also had kind of that athletic style. It wasn't one thing or the other, but um, he did have like that hybrid approach. So he was somebody that I really, really enjoy watching. Um, and still, even now, I'm taking notes off of him. Yeah, that's one thing I think a lot of workers today are missing. You know, the, the small things. Like uh, I was talking to, with uh, Freeland about the MJF Jericho match mm -hmm. and MJF was selling that back perfectly. Exactly. And, exactly. and if you, if you make the fans believe it and draw them in, they, they, they pay attention more. And that's one thing I think we're missing nowadays. Yeah. We got to give them reason to be invested. Like if we're out there just doing crazy stuff and then we stand right back up or, we just completely ignore the fact that we got kicked in the face, then, you know, nobody wants to believe. Nobody wants to spend that disbelief. Um, so there, there are the little things. It's it's not always even just the move itself. It's what are you doing between the move? Um, like, what are you doing with the, the crowd? How are you interacting with them? Um, even outside of the match, like, are you, you know, talking with them? Are you invested in their lives? Because I understand we're in the ring, but there's more to that you know, there's more to their interest in us than just being in that ring. Like we want to be invested in them because that invests them in us. So yeah, there's a lot of little things that go into it. Um, and yeah, selling is definitely something that I try to make sure I'm on top of as best I can. 
You know, the 50s all the way through the early 80s, um, the territories were a big part of wrestling. Now we see that there's so many different independent promotions and so many successful independent promotions. It's almost like a revival of the territories. Mm-hmm. I guess my question is this. How important is it to establish a brand um, so you can carry that into each territory where your your brand uh, precedes you before you get there. So fans know who to look for. They know the image and the swagger that is Bro Keller. Yeah, it's very important because it, to the exact point you were making, if I'm going to go somewhere new, if I'm walking in there and they're totally blind to who I am, that's going to make my job way more difficult. And now I'm not saying it's going to make my job impossible because we can still win them over. Um, but at the same time, if you have that brand, especially nowadays with social media, you can put anything up, any old moment of any day of the week, and somebody's going to see it. So if you have you know, a show coming up, and let's say I'm going to be going to, I don't know, Clarksville, Indiana, you know, next week. If they put the poster up and they see my face, people are like, who's this cat? They can just go to Google, type in my name, and then boom, my Facebook page pops up, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it might be. Um, and if they can see some of my stuff in advance, then they can form an opinion at that point, like, oh, I like what this guy's doing. All right. When I see him, boom, they're already invested in me. Or they can say, oh, I'm not really the biggest fan of this guy, so I can't wait to boo him off the stage. Um, but, yeah, ideally it's always the former, right? <laughs> well, bro, I always like to ask a question to all of our guests. The hot oh, tub I'm ready. T- hot tub time machine, okay? All right. You can go back in the time to any wrestling match in history. Take somebody out and put Bro Keller in that match. Oh, what, man. What match would it be and why? So I know right off the bat I have a match in mind that it would potentially be. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that might stick out in my mind. Um, and this is just like overall – like. The match itself was incredible. The atmosphere was incredible. And the biggest thing that every wrestler talks about, the storytelling was incredible. Um, it was WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, Triple H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels as the referee. That was absolutely incredible. I know it's a little more recent, not anything like super far back, but still within recent memory. But that match, for me, watching it at the time, Every second of that, it's just it kept building up, building up, building up. And I was just fully invested from start to finish. And the whole backstory behind it and then the con, like the, the conflicted mentality of Shawn Michaels then too throughout the match, it was, in my opinion, it was a masterpiece. That's my favorite taker match uh, of all time. But then you put the three of them together. I mean, let's be honest, like they're the three greatest, you know, to ever do it. Um, they're definitely – I would say they're probably all in the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Um, that's up for debate, though. But, yeah, that's a match. Put me in the hot tub. I'm going right into that one. Who I would take out? Here's a curveball for you. Take out Shawn Michaels. I'll be the referee so I can watch magic right there in front of me. Oh, man, I love that. First time ever answer. And I love how you explained it all and threw the curveball at the end. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I got one last thing for you. Absolutely. If you are not Bro Keller, 
if you're in the locker room and you're talking to somebody who's going to go against Bro Keller, what advice do you give them? Ooh, that's tough. Oh, man. Stay on your toes, that's for sure. Because <laughs> I am coming with it. I'm going to be moving. I'm going to move quick and moving often. So you got to keep your head on a swivel because I'm not going to sit there, like we just said, I'm not going to be that ground and pound, strong style, let's just punch each other to death. It's not going to be that. You're going to be having to keep up because I'm going to be running laps around you. Um, that's one thing, having a track background. My conditioning is something I take very seriously. So if you want to go, we're going to go. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, if you might be stronger than me, if you might have a little more power, well, hey, guess what? I'm going to be conditioned, and I'm going to make sure I take you to the very last second of that match. Well, bro, we want to thank you for coming on and giving us some of your time. Uh, we'll, we'll tell everybody where they can sit there and find uh, find you and, you know, pro wrestling tees, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the time. Um, even though we had to deal with that bozo, Joey, earlier. It's all good now. <laughs> but uh, no, and find me on all the social media platforms. I made it nice and easy. Everything's bro Keller. B-R-E-A-U-X Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R. Um, that's on Facebook. That's on Snapchat. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. Um, so there's some some fluency there. Make it nice and easy. Bro Keller all the way around. Okay. And one last thing. Can we ever sit there and twist your arm to come back and, and have a nice longer in-depth of Bro Keller? Oh, twist away. Twist away all you want. I would love to be back here with you guys. It was a great chat. I really appreciated it. Bro, we'd love to wish you luck, but we know better, and we know that you don't need our luck because you have everything you need, my friend. So the one thing I will say tomorrow night is enjoy it. You deserve it. I hope all the fans leave. So happy to have gotten a chance to see one of your matches and uh, can't wait for the magic that will happen and hear what everybody has to say once the bell has rang. That really means a lot. I appreciate the kind words. Seriously, I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, and I will see you tomorrow live PPW's 8th anniversary show. And he's really go. pretty. Don't beat him up too bad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hey, hey, this. hey. I need hey. this. And I was about ready to say, and if you don't want to talk to me, we've got our third Kate Hensler from Fightful will be there. Oh, there we go. To, to, oh, help, right ba- to help back me up and, and, and control the madness between you guys. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great because it's going to be badness for sure. I can guarantee you that. So, hey, thanks a lot, bro, for stopping by. See you tomorrow. All right, guys. Take care. You too. Wow. Very Man. cool. Um, I, I will say this to you. I will say this because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm torn. I'm torn because I do not honestly – I cannot honestly – maybe I should r- repeat this – I don't know who I would pick. I mean, you have two people who, in my opinion, are very equally deserving of being in this finals. And they're so equally talented as well. I mean, you've got the charisma, you've got the personality, you've got all of this. And you know what I can't wait to see? The match. And you can see the match too. All you got to do is go over to ppwwrestling.com. Get your tickets. It's so easy. They've made the website super friendly. Click the shop button. After that, you're going to click on the icon of my buddy, the Blue Meanie. Click on that. 
Put in the number of tickets you would like. Get at your credit card. Come on, don't be a chump. Buy your tickets and make sure you are there. It is going to be an incredible night. Well, incredible day, if we're really being honest, because we're going to have a seminar in the beginning, and then there's going to be a fan fest. Fans, autographs, pictures, all that kind of stuff. Selfies, you're going to be able to get merchandise, autograph merchandise. And then we start the red carpet. We're going to be interviewing all the stars of PPW before their matches. We're going to get their final words before they walk down that ramp to go ahead and entertain the incredible fans of PPW. So don't go anywhere. Please get your tickets. Log on to website right now. It's going to be a great Saturday, but it's going to be a monumental Saturday in PPW. Man, I can't wait to be there. I'm going to be there early, setting up, get talking to everybody. Man, this is the place to be tomorrow. If you don't got nothing to do, come on down, check out this show. This is the last night for the red carpet extravaganza. Tomorrow's the show. It's over. All the hype is almost done. We've got... Tomorrow at 4.30 live, we will be here. FRM pod, pre-show for PPW's 8th anniversary. Freeland and I are going to be in the studio. The lovely and talented Kate Hensler will be bringing you all the guests and answer and ask all the hard questions. Freeland, it's been one heck of a ride. But man, it's time to go.
stops.
stops. <laughs>